Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to episode 67 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, Tom and I review a close encounter between the Chiefs and Broncos, and we give you our thoughts and predictions for the Chiefs' visit to Las Vegas for their end-of-season clash against the Raiders. But first... By now, we'll have all seen and heard the uh, the scary news regarding Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin. The news travelled fast across the pond and is even being talked about by those who have no interest in the sport of American football. But the concern is obviously there. People understand that a young athlete, a man, a brother, a son, is in a critical condition from playing the sport he loves. And it's times like these that bring out the best in humanity. Tom and I send our love and best wishes to Damar Hamlin and his family. And we look forward to seeing him suited up on the field again very soon. You have a whole kingdom behind you, Damar. Get well soon. Now, with that, all that being said, uh, as a sporting podcast, we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't discuss what happens next after this horrific event and work out how the NFL will try to continue with the rest of the season and obviously start of the playoffs, knowing how delicate the situation is right now. Um, Tom, it's been a real surreal 48 hours, really, hasn't it? Um, There's a lot of outpouring of emotion from everyone. Mm -hmm. And we we have that over here. I mean, it's in the news even over here. The BBC have even covered it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of well wishes uh, for Damar and his family, and and everybody just wants some some good news out of all of this. Uh, yeah, a horrific time, isn't it, mate? Yeah, for sure. Like, I I actually woke up in the middle of the night because I was contemplating getting up to watch the Bills versus Bengals game, and I decided against it. I thought, no, back to work on Tuesday morning. I can't stay up on a Monday night for a non-Chiefs game. Be sensible, Tom, go to bed. But yeah. my son, my 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 infant son, actually woke up in the middle of the night and he woke me up when he's crying. Yeah. And it happened to be like four o'clock in the morning our time. So I thought I'd just quickly go on my phone, check the Bills Bengals score, because obviously having a vested interest in it being a Chiefs fan. So I checked that. As soon as I got online, all I saw straight away was was the news about the Mar Hamlin. Mm. And it really shook me up because it got me thinking about Christian Eriksen like very quickly and like the Christian Eriksen I think there's been certain events that I've watched on TV that have really like shook me in the past Christian Eriksen being one mm. Roman Grosjean obviously driving into the barrier when his car set on fire yeah in Formula One that was one of the worst things I watched and I just so when I when I see this news about DeMar Hamlin obviously I'm not watching the, the game live I'm not watching the feed I'm all I'm seeing is an online response an hour and a half two hours after the fact that it happened mm-hmm. but even still, it still it just shook me. And like it's it's awful to think that someone 
can go to work, just do their job, and their life can change in an instant. And that's exactly what's happened to Mar Hamlin. Now, the news seems to be very positive so far. Like there's there's been a statement released in the last couple of hours. Well, not a statement, sorry, just something from his family saying that everything's moved, trending in the right direction. Like yeah. with every minute, it, it, the news seems to be getting better. And we were, we're recording this a half five hour UK time on a Wednesday afternoon. So a couple of hours before release. Uh, so for Kansas City, half 11 in the morning. So this, this, this latest bit of update we heard was literally like an hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that the news is trending in a positive way. And that's just so good to hear because what looked like a very dire situation and what sounded like a very dire situation during when he was laying on the field. It seems like it's, it seems in touch word, fingers crossed is making a turn for the better. And he's going to come out of this hope, hopefully okay. And even better, hopefully back to leading a normal life. And maybe one day, as you mentioned in your monologue to begin with, maybe even suiting up and playing for the Bills again. Because we have seen it before, Christian Eriksen. Yeah. He's back on the football pitch. He's now playing um, for Man United. He's not like he he wasn't able to go back and play an elite level. He's he's done it himself. So it is possible for sports stars to come back from something like that. I'm just, But right now, the focus has to be on him just getting back to back exactly. to normal. Get him, get him off the incubation. Get him to breathing on his own. I just, I, I like, he's, he, he's, with the best people and and it's and it sounds and it sounds weird to say this but there's like outside of a hospital is there a better place to fall over and have well not is there a better place i know you don't want this to happen but is there a better place to have a heart attack than on a sports venue pitch when everybody's there with all the medical everyone's there there, yeah like we've 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 seen it we've seen three examples now in the last 10 years we saw Fabrice Maramba here. That was a football footballer. That um, that same happened to him, and there happened to be a heart doctor in the crowd, and he came and then helped, and he survived. And we've obviously seen Christian Eriksen during the Euros, and now we're seeing them in Hamner. So, like, there is is there is probably isn't a better place other than like literally in a hospital for this type of thing to happen. So, obviously, the way it happened was obviously you, we think was trauma was the the blunt trauma to his chest and. Obviously, that that isn't going to happen everywhere, a- anywhere. But I just, I, I, I really hope that he makes a full recovery, and, and yeah. not for his sake, for his fam, not just for his sake, sorry, but for his family's sake, for everyone's sake. Because tw- what is he twenty four? Like exactly. I mean, it's no age at all. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. he's a kid to me and you, mate. He's a kid, isn't he? Um, you well, know, maybe I, I would well, still feel, to me, I maybe. would still feel comfortable about going down the pub with a twenty-four year old. <laughs> I might not date one, but I would go down the pub with a twenty-four year old. I, yeah. I would still feel comfortable with that. Come on, I'm not that old. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's a, an athlete, the the peak of physical fitness. You know, mm. he's uh, he, you know, yeah. he's a, and he's an NFL player. You don't get that there by accident. No, um, and. Like you said, it looks as though it's been a, a real freak accident um, yeah. that, that that's happened. Um, there's lots of whys and wherefores of what what actually has happened and what that can come afterwards caused it. Yeah, but that can that, come after exactly. And you know, we, we I mean, there's a lot of fans, obviously, well wishes and 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 everybody because of the team he plays for. But the outpour of of, of emotion from a whole wide variety of people. Mm-hmm. You know, every single fan base is right behind him. We mentioned it, and obviously the, the the intro there that you know the whole kingdom's behind Demar, and you can tell that. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, people just totally forgot football. 
yeah. the, the best part of, of like the now the last 48 hours and probably continuing on into the obviously the weekend you know as long as we hear some good news you know mm. we can obviously get back into the thoughts of of you know watching the sport again and enjoying the sport but we've got to get that good news first um and yeah. it does feel like the whole nfl has been on quite rightly put on pause yeah yeah, um, but it's, it's starting to get back to normal now, and we're not as normal as it could be in a situation either. The Bills had a practice today. Yeah, they're they're, they're starting to prepare for the Patriots, and that must be incredibly difficult for them to be course. practicing for that game, knowing what's happening at the moment. At the moment, it's like he it's not like the Chris, Christian Eriksen. Within a day, we saw pictures of him up and well mm-hmm. on his bed. We've not seen that from Demar Hannon. We've not had that type of update yet. So it must obviously still be a concern for all the Bills players as they're practicing. They, I, I don't know how they're going to get in the right shape of mind to face the Patriots at the weekend. But it kind of leads into what the discussion that we we need to have, we have to have. Mm-hmm. And it's a discussion that people rightly avoided for a little while. But now the... Uh, the whole cliche, the show must go on and it will go on. The NFL will make sure that the show does go on. They have a Super Bowl date set for February the 11th or 12th when it is, and they will be yeah. make damn sure that it happens on that day. So what happens now with the Bills and the Bengals game? Like, there's To me, there's what? Three options, three tangible options for me. One, you call it a tie. Yeah. Two, you coin toss. Mm-hmm. Three, you push the playoffs back a week and you move that week for the Pro Bowl. And you have this weekend's games. And then next week, you have a standalone game, mm-hmm. Bills versus Bengals as the season finale. What do, you, what do you think they do? I know what I think they will do. And I, I, I think it's prob- their best option is probably... And, and a lot of people won't like like this. Yeah. I do think a coin flip is probably the best way for them to go. Probably, yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's it's the simplest way. Let's put it that way. It's the simplest yeah. way to do it. Um, but I mean, the way the game was going, I mean, it was only white like, first quarter anyway. Wasn't first it? quarter, it's only seven three. It's still, like you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't really say our oh, Bengals won seven three. You can't do that. That's exactly. that's. I've seen that have been suggested. Like if it was third quarter or the start of the fourth quarter and the Bengals had a two score lead. Absolutely. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Take that result. But you can't do that after one quarter. Yeah. You can't, it's just not, it's not fair to do it that way. It, the, the way I see it is that they've got to get both teams who were involved in that game to sit down and go, right. What is the best cause of action yeah. for us? Right. Uh, and the NFL probably takes it from that point. And I think the two options that you mentioned there were of, right, let's just agree a tie. Let's move on to the next game, forget about it, and then you know we'll you know we'll take what how the chips fall. Let's say yeah. Um, or do they like you said? Do the owners get into a room, flip a coin? Right, we'll we'll both shake on it that whatever the coin toss is, we will yeah. abide by that. Um, it might be I think, a coin I toss think it has win. to come. It has to come down to the the, the teams that are playing in it. You can't yeah. affect what what it can't affect at the moment is the teams outside of that. No, and that's a tie dramatically. Like for us, for example, it helps us. A tie helps the Chiefs. It does. Yeah. We we know if, it's, if that game gets called a tie, then we know that if we beat the Raiders on Saturday night, then we're the number one seed. It's it's as simple as that. Yeah. If that game gets called a tie, I don't think the Ravens can win the AFC North, even if they beat the Bengals on on mm-hmm. Sunday night. So that that that's not that's not. It's good for us. Unfair on the Bills. Good for the Bengals. 
unfair on the Ravens. How, how does that at least at least a coin flip? Yes, it's an element of luck, and it, but it is a 50 50. And like the point spread on that game anyway was one, but plus one for the Bills, mm-hmm. like uh, plus one for the Bengals, uh, minus one for the Beng- uh, Bills. Sorry, so it's, it was an even game, it was only seven three in the first quarter, as it were. Yeah. A coin flip, I think, probably is the most sensible way to go about it because I just cannot imagine the NFL moving the playoffs back a week. I just can't see well, it. That's the only other option they could do, isn't it? I mean, if 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 the two teams didn't decide and they said, no, we can't decide on whether it's going yeah. to be a tie or a coin flip, we want to play the game. The only thing that they can possibly do is yeah. at least either cancel the Pro Bowl, yeah. use, use that weekend that they were going to For have. The conference championships, yeah. 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 And then... push everything back, all of the, all of the rounds of the, the playoffs back and play... The, um, the 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 game that they should have been should have had with Bengals and the Bills, yeah, next week. But money talks and this side this type of thing because like exactly. they, 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 like that break between the conference championship and the Super Bowl, they make so much money the NFL in those yeah, two yeah. weeks, so much money. You either the Pro Bowl, but then also with the Super Bowl build up as well. Yeah. And it's just like it's their marketing dream. Like we've been to a Super Bowl and it's it it is. Madness in that set. It's madness in that city yeah. for for that time, and I don't think the NFL is going to want to lose that. I no. don't think they're going to accept that. And I you I I can bet my bottom dollar to borrow a phrase from an American that that option is their least favorite of all of them. The NFL, yes, it's probably the Bills and the Bengals' most favored option to actually play the game and let it get decided on, on the field. Yeah, and I get why they would want that game to be played, but. I cannot imagine Roger Goodell, the NFL, saying, "Nah, let's push these back. Uh, let's push these games back, and you can have your Week 18 yeah. finale or Week 19. What but would it be the finale you know, The other thing you've got to think about it is it doesn't really benefit, even if the Bills did win out and they won out the rest of the games, yeah. yeah. And say they had to push back everything and they played that game that yeah. was going to be Week One of the playoffs or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And they played that game. That still means that the teams that were in it before have a bye week. Yeah, well, so, the Chiefs in the Chiefs. If the Chiefs get the number one seed in that scenario, the Chiefs ended up having two bye weeks. Exactly. And uh, I don't. I like this is my selfish view coming from through this. Is I don't want the Chiefs to have a two like a three week break in between games. No, it's too no long. chance. Too long. No chance. Too long between games. We saw how slow the Chiefs have started with a bye in the past. They very rarely come out firing from a bye. So like, from that's from my selfish point of view, from the Chiefs' standpoint. Obviously, that didn't really matter. The way I see it is, why is everyone battling for the one seed if we're just going to have another bye week thrown in there that's just going to benefit? Well, it's the extra game, isn't it? And home field yeah, advantage. But... That's that's that's. If if there wasn't that big of if it wasn't that big of a deal, then yeah. the Bengals and Bills would have said on on yesterday morning or last night. Or this morning, even say they said, "Oh, let's just call it a tie." The, the reason yeah. why this, the reason why this decision has been delayed so much, and why no one wants to make a decision, is because of how big of a deal and how important of a game it was. If it was the Jets versus the Lions on Monday night, this, happened, <laughs> they, they, this would have been decided. But it's because it's the magnitude of this game. That's why it's taken so long for them to make a decision. And I think they should take their time to make a decision. I think there should be a deadline by when they should make it. Probably yeah. before the Chiefs kick off on Saturday night, because that would be fair on Kansas City. Mm. But I, I I don't feel like they should rush this. What we're recording this podcast on Wednesday. There's no need for them to make a decision today or no. Thursday or, or even Friday. But as long as that decision's made by Saturday evening, then at least the Chiefs will know where they stand. Mm. 
I, I don't know, but the Chiefs have got to win the game regardless. It shouldn't really affect the way that they 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 play. But if the Chiefs go like if um, I'm not be funny if the Chiefs go to the uh, Raiders and they lose, then well, that's easy easy decision made by the Bills side of things, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because they think just oh well, we'll just tie that game and then you know yeah we're quite happy that we were already tie the game tie the game beat the Patriots job done with number one seed. It's like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a tough one. I do feel they do need to make a decision by the time the Chiefs kick off. Yeah, because it's not fair on the Chiefs not knowing exactly what the situation is, and it's not fair on the entire league. I don't. I, mean, I don't. I, it's, yeah, it's I not, mean, the Chiefs know they've got to win out anyway, regardless. The, the destiny's in their own hands anyway, don't they? But well, no, it's not in their own hands. But they have to win. They yeah, have. To, they have yeah. to win. Yeah, but the, you know the. the there's, there's no grey area there. It's no, there's no clouded anything or anything there that if they lose yeah. they might get through or anything. You know, yeah. it, it, it's black and white, isn't it? For the Chiefs, but yeah, I, I I know what you're trying to say. I just, I, I it's a rock and a hard place. And also another factor is, and I genuinely think this is a, a, a thought process is within the NFL. I feel like that if they speak too soon on it, they mm. might get called insensitive and jumped on from a height by a lot of people. Yeah, because that does happen. That let's be fair, that does happen. Um, we've seen it already happen. We've seen yeah. we've seen all sorts of comments yeah. and stuff that have come completely out of left field and not the right time to say it. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, so um, we're we're um, we have to wait and see and watch this space. But yeah, it's, it's a they're in a, between a rock and a hard place. The NFL, the Bills, and the Bengals. Um, and then, and it's that it's, it's such a shame that they have to be thinking about something like they, they just simply have to be thinking about it, but it's mm-hmm. a shame that they have to be thinking about something like that. When the most important thing about the whole situation is Damar Hamlin getting back to full health and making a recovery. That That's yeah. the most important thing about this. And I, 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 I imagine that when games are played, the NFL will do right about that type of thing in terms of, well, not tributes because, Tribute sounded very, very morbid, but you know what I mean about, I don't know, like you, you, you guys, you the listeners are smart enough to know what I'm trying to say without me trying, <laughs> trying struggling to, here to find, find the words. You know what I'm trying to say, but they they will do right on game day by DeMar Hamlin. You know that will happen. The NFL community are already doing right by DeMar Hamlin. You look at the toy drive thing. I mean, last time I checked, it was like five and a half million dollars. I think it's gone about six now. That's oh, there we go. Yeah, six million dollars from a two and a half really thousand pushed. pound. And like, even like, even to the points with Arrowhead Pride and stuff ourselves. And I think all the content and everything that's been released has been very respectful. Yes. This week. It's like, Absolutely. there's something far more serious than football going on. Let's not make football the B.O. and Endo of the first part of the week because it's not important compared to what's going on with Demar Hamlin. We've done it at AP. We dropped power rankings yesterday because when something so serious is going on, going on, you don't want to be reading the I put out, like t- talking <laughs> crap about Jared Goff and all these other people. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, that, that's not relevant at that time. It's not. It's not. It's not appropriate. So I think not just Arrowhead Pride. A lot of a lot of media companies, all the other KC ones, all, all the national ones have done an excellent job of just being respectful to Demar Hamlin, being respectful to his family. And letting like his his recovery be the focus of what uh, of of the NFL community uh, in these first couple of days, as it should be, as it should yeah. be. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, obviously, to end all of this, I mean, really, 
you know, get well soon, Demar, because um, yeah, you know, everybody is really pulling for you. And yeah, you know, uh, I, I, as soon as you come out of this and and you see the love and and, and outpour an emotion yeah. from the fan base, I think you're going to be absolutely amazed that you know, yeah, that everybody's pulled together like this. Uh, I, I, the 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 overall, like the emotion from seeing the toy drive thing is just going to be oh, brilliant. Like, it's just. Yeah, it's, it's like the way people respond to such events. Um, humanity never ceases to amaze me, yeah. good and bad. When it's yeah. bad, it's really bad. But when it's good, it can be absolutely incredible. And um, yeah, everyone, well, most people, 99.9% of people over the last few days, the way they've responded, reacted to what's happened has been admirable. Do you know what I liked as well, actually, on Twitter? Uh, all the NFL teams have changed their profile pick to yeah. uh, DeMar Hamlin's number yeah. and obviously yeah. his jersey. Um, and it's, I mean, it's slightly got confusing, you know, when you're trying to get news and you think, who's, who said that? Who's said that? <laughs> but, um, but it's everywhere. Everywhere you look now, um, it's all over social media. The, the, yeah. Just 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 the pictures of the jersey and everything. And, yeah, it, it does make you feel as though that, you know, humanity's pulled together at this, this time of crisis because... Um, yeah, nobody wants to see that. Get well soon, mate. Get well soon. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, let's talk a bit more about the Chiefs versus the Broncos. Uh, yeah. We're not going to sit too long on this because... Because uh, it was shit. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so shit. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't even know where to start on this because, um, I mean, it, it was a close game. And it was one of those yeah. games where you just think, are we really going to lose this? Yes, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I think, are we really going to lose to the Broncos here? Um, I mean, I tweeted it, right? I tweeted it with in the two minute warning. I, I actually tweeted, we are two minutes away from finally having to face the reality that Patrick Mahomes is going to play a road playoff game for the first time. <laughs> that's why I tweeted in two minutes because I was so utterly convinced that the Broncos were going to go down the other end of the field and score. Yeah, yeah, because I was convinced as well. We the way just, the game was going, we were just so bad. So bad in that game. It's just what is it about this team and the Broncos? Like, I I, I get divisional games are tough cookies, right? Yeah. I get that they are meant to be close games. There's a reason why teams focus on their six divisional games for year because they know that they are six winnable games because they play each other so much. Yeah. But this Broncos team has been awful, excuse my French, <laughs> this year. Yeah, and we have made them look like capable rivals of the Chiefs in both twice. games. Yeah, twice in both and games. And I just don't get it. The Broncos' defense has always done well against Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Okay, Bryce doing well. He's never like blown them out. Like our other teams, he scored 40, 35, 40, 45 against. The Broncos very rarely gets to the thirty mark. He has a couple of times, but he very rarely gets to the thirty mark against the Broncos. Mm. And yet again, something about the Broncos' defense. Don't know what, but Patrick Mahomes just just wasn't very Patrick Mahomesy. Well, I mean, and then, which is which is it's crazy to think because you know the way that the play calling was focused on the passing game, you think so. that that Mahomes would have been he would have been feeding off that. You you would have thought that Mahomes would have dissected. Uh, you know, the Broncos defense, yeah, the Broncos defense is very good. I mean, I think it's class ranked sixth or something like that in the league, which is you know, very, very good for especially for the, the way their season's been. Um, but you expect somebody like Mahomes, who where the strategy is 
pass heavy pretty much all game. And that's where that yeah. I mean the, the Chiefs re- removed themselves from the run game very early on in this. Yeah. Um and you you expect Mahomes to do what he does. And it's crazy again when we say it because when we talk about eye tests and everything like that, it looked like a very drab game from Patrick Mahomes. But when you look at the stats, I, I can't believe we're talking about this again. We look at the stats that he's done, 29 for 42, 328 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. Mm. That is a Mahomes-esque style of, of of game where you think, God, he's dominated. Yeah. But when you look at it, at the game, and you look at the end result, you think, what on earth happened with our offense? Yeah, I think I just think everything looked like hard work. <laughs> everything, <laughs> it just it was it wasn't easy. Like dry seemed to take forever. His mechanics were just oh, was stumbling like, all over the. Field, I know. Like, our pal RKJ is currently writing an article about it, and it, you, I can't wait to read it. To be honest, because it just he looked like he was almost like he forgot how to play. Quarterback, and again, outrageous statement to make considering the stats, considering the throw to Justin Watson <laughs> at the end of the first half, which was out of this world. But in the second half, he's just footwork was just bad, like real bad. And like obviously, when he came out in the draft, everyone talked about footwork. Oh, Patrick Mahomes will never be a uh, an elite quarterback, or won't be a serviceable NFL quarterback because he has terrible footwork. Like, yeah, that he's got bad footwork. He's got no footwork. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he kind of played like that on <laughs> on Sunday. Do you know what the game looked like? It looked like the the Bengals AFC Championship game second half. When that was yeah. another game where, God, yeah. where Mahomes seemed to forget how to play quarterback for an entire half, and it's not to, it's not to dunk on Patrick Mahomes because ninety nine point nine percent of the time he's incredible, but we have to acknowledge the times when he's not. And luckily, like the Chiefs, still done enough to win this game. But had the Broncos come back and won that game, yeah, there was other issues in the team, but probably Patrick Mahomes would have been the reason why we lost that game because at times he just didn't play great. And I, we need to talk about the Justin Watson uh, attempt. Sorry. We need to talk about the Patrick Mahomes interception, which went towards Justin Watson. Now, (laughs) Justin Watson is not an elite wide receiver. He's not a WR1. He's not a WR2. He's probably not a WR3, but he is Chiefs wide receiver four, five, or six, right? Wherever, wherever you want to put him. He's WR four, five, or six for a reason. Okay. He isn't a great player. He's a good player. He's serviceable. At times, he makes excellent catches like he did on the sideline at the end of the first half. At times, he makes drops like the one he did last week when Mahomes was thrown from his own end zone yeah. and he found him 50 yards down the field and he, he dropped a, what I would call a dolly. But that doesn't mean that you blame him for absolutely everything. And I just cannot believe what Chiefs Twitter did to that man oh, when Patrick Mahomes threw that interception. There is no way in hell that that interception was on Justin Watson. No, like, it was behind no, him. It was, it was all behind, day behind it, him. It was, it, that was entirely on Patrick Mahomes. And yet I sit there and I'm on my feed and I'm seeing people blame Justin Watson. Yeah. Like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Like, seriously, watch that play. I know you've a lot of people have Mahomes blinkers. We have them. If Mahomes <laughs> makes any form of pass, it's the best pass of all time. But sometimes he does make mistakes. That man, believe it or not, is human and he does make mistakes but if he does make one 
don't blame it on someone else just because you don't think he's very good. It's not always someone else's fault. Sometimes it's going to say Patrick Mahomes is big enough. He's a he's man enough to accept that he's actually done something wrong and he's not played particularly well. And he exactly. will admit that. He, you know, he's mm. one of the first ones to admit it. You see him after the games, you know, during the press conferences. Yeah, he will hold his hands up and say. That really wasn't my great game this time, no. um, but the guy's got me through. You know, that's the team player he is. So, and also, if he does have a bad game, are you like Patrick Mahomes playing poorly in the second half on Sunday? Are you worried about him going into this week? No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> absolutely not. No, it is. I mean, but we, we at least as fans still have to call him out on that, and we have to see how it how it is. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, and we're not we, talking like at him on Twitter or say <laughs> Pat Mahomes is done for and all this. Like, he's, he's done. He's broken. He, he, he just, just have a conversation. Just have a conversation. Acknowledge it. If yeah. you want to talk to your friends or you want to talk online to people, just acknowledge it. That, that, yeah, maybe Patrick Mahomes wasn't quite Patrick Mahomes this week. Doesn't mean you hate the guy yeah. <laughs> at all. Do you know, I think there is actually a fear in Chiefs Kingdom that if you even just slightly like comment how badly Mahomes played or it was a, a particular throw, a particular pass that, you know, he didn't quite make that all of a sudden everybody's going to jump down your throat because you've tweeted something bad against Patrick Mahomes. And I can, I get that because you do get a lot of that kind of backlash. Yeah. If you, if you, if you say something bad about Mahomes or if you say that, you know, uh, yeah, it wasn't particularly his great game suddenly you're a hater and i understand yeah. that that that's that's social media that's what it is but you've got to at least take it on the chin sometimes and call a spade a spade yep if do you know who's good. not allowed to call a spade a spade and call patrick mahomes a bad player or say something bad about patrick mahomes fans of the 31 other teams now yes if, if, now <laughs> if 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 uh i don't know if a Raiders fan comes up to me and says that interception was Patrick Mahomes' fault. I'm going, absolutely not. You're it's, talking about Willis. <laughs> it's not, that's not Patrick Mahomes' fault. He got lucky. The wind took the ball into Justin Simmons' hands. That's not his fault. That's the greatest fault of all time. What yeah. you talking, Larry Carr couldn't do that. Like, what are you on about? Like, come on. No, the, the only people that are allowed to say something negative about Patrick Mahomes are Chiefs fans. Everyone else, now nah, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Let's <laughs> do it. It's all... <laughs> Please, you know I'm right. You, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Bradley. Like you, 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 you get it because you are one of the worst for this. Because if anyone says anything about Patrick Mahomes, it's honestly like there's not a Chiefs fan. It's honestly like they've just walked up to your wife in front of you and stuck their tongue down her throat. That's what it's like. That, that is what you're like when someone says about something bad about Patrick Mahomes. You just want to kill him. You want to grab him around the neck and give him the full-on Homer Simpson and Bart treatment. That is what you're yeah. like when anyone says anything about Patrick Mahomes. What I will say is it's okay for Patrick Mahomes to be not okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I will say. But, you know what? Like, I just I think maybe the Chiefs fans are just a little bit mental. And we're so like obsessed with this, like this, 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 this adult. He let's be fair, he is an adult. That we all see as our like adult son. Yeah, but even and... you even you've said that you'd you'd have his babies. <laughs> you've said it before, I've heard you say it. I call it, I do call him my non adult uh, I do call him my adult son. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh God! Oh, where are we going with this, mate? Where it's been we... a long season, hasn't it? It really has. Um, obviously, I've mentioned the, the the pass at the end of the first half to Justin Watson, and that led to. A field goal. Uh, oh, uh, God. We have to talk about this. Uh, Harrison Buck, but it's, it got blocked. Okay. The, the kick got blocked. 
At first, it didn't look like it had been, but the kick did get blocked. It did, which yeah. It did. It doesn't got, say it that it's a Townsend or a Butker issue. Okay, the, to to me, those no, two. No, that one. That fine. one, I agree with. That was yeah, that they was, executed yeah. fine, right? But on another play, he missed a PAT, didn't he? He missed a PAT, and we had, <laughs> oh gosh, he missed a PAT, and we had a blocked field goal. It was it was uh, Townsend didn't didn't spot yeah. the ball properly, did he? And he uh, it it kind of just it, I don't know what he was doing. It was laces out. This is out. Um, like, what are we going to do? Like, at what point? Because people say, oh, it's player execution. But a player can carry on making a mistake and making a mistake. But eventually, you have to say, well, surely it's at the fault of the person that keeps putting that person in position to make a mistake. Yeah. And we've seen it several times already this year, right? With Sky Moore returning punts. Who, whose, whose idea was it to keep putting Sky Moore into returning punts to the point where it took him for it to fumble his third or fourth punt? before yeah. they actually took him out of there. Like, surely if you're having all these breakdowns on special teams, there needs to be a conversation about Dave Tube's future with this team. Yes. There has to be. And whether this, whether now's the right time to have it, because obviously nothing is going to change between now and the end of the season. But are we looking at January, end of January, early Feb, that we're in a position where Andy Reid needs to put his pride aside Put his loyalties aside for one for one moment and say, Dave, listen, mate, you know you're my bro, but you need to go. You need <laughs> I, to I, go. I, 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 I don't I, I don't know. But the special teams has been particularly it's just been so bad and like difficult this year. You should not be a good team and talk about special teams. Nope. We should but never it's have affecting a... the games. That's the issue. It's yeah. effect... and it's and it's not just like the odd little hiccup here and there. It's constantly. It feels like it's every week. It probably isn't, but it feels like yeah. every week we're talking about something that's happened. Like you said, like there was a dropped, dropped punt return or a kick return, or you know there was a miss PAT or there was a miss field goal or there was a you know an absolute mess up on the spot or something mm. like that. I, we're always talking about something each week on the special teams. And you're right. It's something does need to be raised. It does need to be said that this is not acceptable for a top level team. A contender for a Super Bowl cannot be messing up on special teams week in, week out. Yeah. But what it feels like is week in, week out. Like, imagine like if the 13 seconds happened and Bucker runs onto the field and misses the kick. <sighs> I. At the like, minute, though, if if we're in that same scenario now, I'm not confident in Butker making that. Before there was a time when I was, we was thinking, "Oh, we've got Harrison Butker; he's just going to put it through yeah. the uprights and away we go." You know, we, we've got no problems. But at the minute now, I, there's no confidence in it, and we've said this before about let's just go for it on fourth down. Yeah, I think you got to like, let's obviously go for two point conversions. It, well, let's take Sunday's example for ex- Sunday as an example. The Chiefs put themselves in field goal range at the end of the first half. Mahomes makes an outstanding throw. Mm-hmm. Obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but now if that situation happens again this week, do you roll out Butker or do you throw the Hail Mary? Like, well, that's one thing we've not seen many of. Actually, we've, I don't recall actually seeing any. I don't think I've seen a Hail Mary from Mahomes. We've seen a Hail Mary, but that was that was that was Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. Have, um, we actually, have we seen a Hail Mary from from Mahomes? Someone let us know. Give us a tweet. I don't, I don't remember seeing one. I don't think we've ever, ever attempted one, even at like half time. 
which you'd think, right. let's just have a go, just have a pop. And you're talking about a guy that's apparently got a 65, 70-yard arm. Yeah. And we've never... We never even attempted it. That needs to change. You've got Jodie Fortson now. Let him go. Jodie Fortson, MVS, all tall guys. MVS will probably hit him in the hands and he'll drop it, though. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Should we move on or should we have a break? Do you know what? I don't want to talk about the Broncos anymore. I really don't. Because, <laughs> yeah. because yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a close game. Um, it, was a, it was a tight game that we, again, have gone through the you know the whole kind of ups and downs of this season and you know we've had so many close games at some point I just want the Chiefs to blow somebody out. Yeah. And if it happens in the playoffs, great. I'm happy with that. Let's just go with that. But yeah, I think you're right. I think we should just probably hit the break. And I think when we come back, we'll be talking about the Chiefs trip to the Las Vegas Raiders. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. We're going to obviously skip over power rankings this week because there isn't any, obviously, with everything that's going on in the, uh, in the NFL right now. Uh, so we're going to jump ahead to our preview of the Chiefs at the Raiders for the last game of the season. And there's been a bit of a change at the Raiders that has got a lot of fans, a lot of Chiefs fans, kind of a bit on edge. We were all expecting to have a nice little easy run in towards the end of the season uh, and playing against Derek Carr. Um, But he's been benched. I think the Raiders have finally, after about eight years of mediocrity, kind of decided maybe this Derek Carr bloke, do you think he might be the issue? Do you think he's the issue, Tom? I think it's been incredibly harsh from Derek Carr. <laughs> I, does, I, do. <laughs> I do. I do. We've talked about this before. I'm not as down on Derek Carr as you are. Yeah, you are the biggest, despite him being your chubby little brother. Um, <laughs> it, sorry, despite you being the chubby big brother, rather, um, you are horrifically down on Derek uh, Carr. You know, to you, the point. You, you, you've Kick and punch your little brother now and again, don't you? To the point where I just can't get on board because it just seems so biased. Um, but, I mean, I would argue that Josh McDaniels is probably the bigger problem with the with the Raiders than than Derek Carr. Derek Carr's done. In, if, if Josh McDaniels is still there, Derek Carr's done. He's done. He's done this like, year, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's getting traded. And I, and I expect a few teams to be in for him. I genuinely do. Really? Um, I, I I I look at some teams. That, <laughs> yeah, I look at some teams and I think, right, if they had a better quarterback, they would be a good team. And I, I look at the likes of like New York, for example, and Derek Carr in New York this year. New York are a playoff team. So like, he does lose. He does lose his team game. There's no gain about that. He does have games where he throws terrible interceptions, but and other times he's a more than serviceable quarterback. He's he's had the Chiefs number like. Once or twice, <laughs> I, I, once I believe. Or twice, yeah, once or twice. Years. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, 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 I think it's been very harsh 
on what's happened to Derek Carr. And obviously the Raiders felt fell that way. Some players as well, like Devontae Adams wasn't too happy. But then they rolled into Sunday in an extremely entertaining game. So one of the most fun games I've ever watched. Or well, certainly I've watched in a long time. And the, the 49ers bring their entire fan base to Las Vegas. And that game was just so entertaining. So, like, you're watching Jarrett Stidham versus Brock Purdy, and you're like, you're thinking, this shouldn't be this fun. This game shouldn't be like this. It was a lot more fun than the Chiefs Broncos, but yeah, way. exactly. Yeah, and I needed the Raiders to pick me up. Um, it was just <laughs> and two was, unknown quarterbacks. It was just madness. Like, I don't know what happened to the Raiders. I don't know whether it was just the fact that Jarrett Stidham played, or whether Joshua Daniels decided to coach a game quite well for a change um but the Raiders offense was just entertaining Jarrett Stidham was an entertaining quarterback Devontae Adams like he made some plays which are out of this world good yeah and he seemed to be the safety blanket at the same time for Jarrett Stidham but the 49ers defense this this vaunted 49ers defense that everyone's been talking about as the best for the last few years Mm. number one defense in the NFL only really been scored on by by the Chiefs so far this season. Yeah. The Raiders can put 32 points up against them and make it look quite easy. And like if that doesn't scare Chiefs fans, then I don't know what will because the 49ers defense, I can tell you right now, is a hell of a lot better than the Chiefs defense. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm going into this game a little bit more nervous than I expected to be. Is it because Jarrett Stidham or is it because the Raiders have nothing to lose? And that's always a big factor. Yeah. They are they've been eliminated. They're out now. They're done. They're, they're gonna have to wait till next year to make the playoffs. And teams like that are scary. They are scary. Like they're they either they're either on the beach, the players are on the beach, they're in the, on their holidays already, or they just want to come out and just have an effort game. And yeah, who better to have an effort game against than your bit of rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs. This game, it uh, it, it scares me. I, I don't like, I love the time slot. I love the Saturday afternoon time slot. Mm. I think it's brilliant. It's great for us. We can have a beer on a Saturday night, watch the Chiefs. But I don't like the fact that the Chiefs are going first this weekend and the whole country is going to be watching a potential upset and probably pulling for a potential upset, upset in the desert. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it before, Stidham. I mean, he, he had a pretty darn good game. I mean, yeah, he had two interceptions, but you expect that from a, a you know a player who hasn't really kind of been the uh, starting quarterback at all, really, um, at the Raiders. So you expect a few little hiccups, but I mean, you know, I mean he, he's done all right. I mean, he's he's used his weapon really well there, Devontae Adams. And I mean, he's probably used him more effectively than what Derek Carr ever has this season. I know about. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look, Devontae Adams had seven receptions, for 153 yards, and two TDs. I mean, I mean that's that's pretty it's... darn impressive, you know. I mean, he's used he's used the number one threat they've got to his best of his ability. Yeah, and that's the thing that's scaring me because yes, okay, he's had, he's thrown two interceptions, he's, but he's thrown three TD, uh, three uh, TDs. He's thrown 365 yards. The kid has no fear. The, the kid How does he throw 365 yards against the 49ers? Exactly. And they're, they're like, what, number one, number two defense. And he's just he's just put up 365 yards. Yeah. And it's like his first game. Yeah. Um, I suppose a positive way to look at it as well is that the Raiders scored 32 points. Sorry. 
the 49ers rather scored 35 points against the the Vegas Raiders. And there's the positive spin about it. That's the, the, Raiders, the Raiders the Raiders might have done well that game, but ultimately they still lost. They yeah. still lost the game. And they lost it 35-32. So you go back to the 49ers, and the 49ers are like such an, a well-coached team. Like there's no there's very few teams that can lose quarterbacks like they do to injury and still be at the level they are. Yeah. And that's Kyle Shanahan. That is Kyle Shanahan. And he 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 is an offensive guru. He's one of the best coaches in the league for a reason. There's a reason why if he ever made jo- if he was job made jobless like Andy Reid was 10 years ago, then everyone would be like scrambling to well, get Kyle Shanahan. Like everyone was trying yeah. to get Andy Reid. Yeah. The, the, the same would happen with them. The 49ers won't be getting rid of him anytime soon, regardless of what happens in the next few weeks. But um I look at the 49ers personnel, Brock Purdy, we've got Patrick Mahomes. Like we've got Travis Kelsey, Josh Kelsey. Like if the 49ers can do that to the Raiders defense, then surely the Chiefs can do the same against the Raiders defense. Yeah. I mean that that's the that's the thing right there. I mean the Chiefs played against the Broncos, who were like fifth, sixth best defense in the league. They're playing against the Raiders who are like twenty-sixth. Um so yeah, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to put up a lot of points on this team. And I, and I honestly think as well, I think the Chiefs' defence, um, the way they played against the Broncos, I thought they were phenomenal. I mean, yeah, they, obviously the points, you know, the, the points say that it was a close game, but the Chiefs' defence has been brilliant recently um, and, and really kind of emphasised the fact that they are, they are, they aren't to be messed with, really. Um, I mean, they got, what, four sacks in this in, in the last game? Um, yeah. You know they're getting to the quarterback now, which um, we couldn't say a lot a, a lot about that at the beginning of the season. Really, we, right. we weren't really getting to the quarterback as much, but there seems to be getting pressure there. Carl Aftis is coming into his own again. Um, you know, I I just feel that yes, there's going to be that threat from uh, from Stidham, and yes, there's definitely going to be that threat that threat from Adams. But we saw how Adams was kind of suppressed a little bit in the last game against yeah. the Chiefs. And it's probably going to be the same again. If we put in like, you know, the likes of Snead on, or if we got putting McDuffie on, or even if they try and keep him away from McDuffie. Yeah. Um, you know, I still think we've got enough there that we can shut that down. And then they do have a run game. They do have Josh Jacobs, who is a, a great Probably player. the best running back in the league this year. Yeah, you know, um, and that is another thing that I think still plays into the hands of the Chiefs um strengths, really, because we I think we do still have a really good run D. Uh, that can you know that can really kind of shut down some of the top the top players out there. I I would be inclined to disagree on that one. I think really I think stats are probably heavily inflated by situations that Chiefs offense put teams in. I I, I wouldn't say the run D is great. It's it the thing I see about it is that the run D it's not been leaky. It's not been leaky like we've seen in teams gone by. Yeah, we've we've actually haven't seen many teams commit to it against the Chiefs yet, which is yeah. odd because that was the, the whole thing that a lot of teams used to do previously: are commit to the run, control time of possession, and then you, you'll you'll beat the Chiefs. That very rarely works, by the way. Um, <laughs> the last two times the Chiefs have played in in Vegas, we've scored forty one and thirty five points. So we're, they're yet to beat us in Allegiant Stadium or where, however you say it. So they're, they're, they're shiny new stadium. We've got like Arrowhead, Arrowhead West, is it? Yeah, <laughs> we've got a perfect, we've got a perfect record in, in, in Vegas. And it would be nice to, for it to continue. Like losing this game, I think will be so damaging. 
to yeah. the Chiefs. I think if they lose Saturday night, they're not going to make the Super Bowl. I, I, I think, and people are going to think, "Oh, you're crazy," but I just can't imagine this team, the way that this team plays right now, can potentially win two road playoff games because mm-hmm. that's what they need to do. They most likely they need yes. to beat beat the uh, the the six seed, whoever that may be, at Arrowhead if they lose this game of the weekend, and then go on the road, likely to the Bengals, and then likely to the Bills. I just can't see this team winning those two games. So the Chiefs absolutely need this number one seed. But if they get the second seed, maybe. Then you've only got to play one road playoff game. You can get one. But I can't see a situation where this team, the way that they're playing right now and how bad they've been in looking after the football, turning over the football, um, they're not exactly playing uh, a rest. Uh, they're not cooking up a recipe for winning football right now, and going on the road just makes it that a little bit more difficult. So yeah, it's a massive game for the Chiefs. It's huge, and you know that they 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 know it's that like for all the stuff going on with Hamler and the Bills and the Bengals. Yes, the Chiefs are thinking about him and his health, but you know, other than that. They aren't thinking about anything else. Like they are going to be so concentrated on the Raiders because this team are very good at not looking too far ahead. They are one game at a time. I know, and it's such a sporting cliche. Oh, we're just day to day taking it one game at a time. But this team really does just take it one game at a time. And I hope that all the energy, all the focus is going on what they can do to stop the Raiders because you know the Raiders, they they, they end our season, not end our season, but. They beat us on Saturday night. They'll be well happy with that. Yeah. Because it's a scalp for them. They've they've ended this run. They've finally beaten the Chiefs for the first time, what, since 2020 was the yeah. last time they beat us. So they've finally beaten the Chiefs and they've kind of like ruined, um, for lack of a better term, our, our playoff chances. So yeah, I um it's I don't know how to call this. I'm they, I'm putting you off and putting me off just to make a prediction basis because I don't know where I stand. <laughs> you really don't want to know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the, 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 the way I look at this Chiefs team, though, is we're looking for the perfect game from this team. And we no. Won- no, no. We, no, we have been. I don't care about that this weekend. No, I know. But that's I what win. we do. But every time we look at the Chiefs team, we think we, we think at some point they're going to they're going to put it all together. It's going to be a perfect team. It's going to be a perfect game. But it never materializes. We win ugly, but it's winning. We're a perfect ten, but she wears a twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we win ugly, but we're still winning, and I think that's that's a good habit to be in. Mm. Yeah, make sure we keep winning. <laughs> Find a way, just do it. Yeah, uh, I, I wonder how many of our listeners have ever heard of beautiful self. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be. We have had so many niche references on this on this podcast. Well, over the over the last what. Weeks. 66 episodes or whatever it was <laughs> that might be up there with the most niche so far do you All reckon right. anyone ever googles our, our references and looks them up I don't think anyone's that sad I, don't, I just think the listener was thinking hey, what are they talking about this week <laughs> they've gone on so many different avenues <laughs> they, 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 they must think they're learning a different language like, then, like, it's funny because some of the reviews they've been very positive about us recently like this, this, reviews, this, yeah. this all this cake stuff with pete has bought some really nice reviews for, for us and um a lot of people or a couple of people have mentioned the british sense of humor and yeah. um 
what is that? What is the British sense of humour? Just taking out of yourselves and talking as much nonsense in in an hour yeah. slot as you can. And going down so many different avenues that nobody yeah. knows what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> one day we'll one day we'll have the rhyming slang podcast. <laughs> I won't even know what you're saying then. Yeah. I, <laughs> your talk your talk pure Geordie and I'll talk mockney. <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's lose all our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> all right then uh predictions mate what are you going with on this Mahomes puts on a show it's not a show that's needed but he has a bounce back he'll score points Jarrett Stidham will score points Devontae Adams will have himself a day because he is that good a receiver yeah Josh McDaniels will think oh he'll watch this game thinking how good would this offense be if I had Tom Brady and then he will go out and get Tom Brady in the in the offseason and that little mini reunion will happen and then the next year they'll be like see it was all Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels you Bill Belichick that's what it's that's what will happen but anyways that's beside the point Jared Stidham will score some points and he again he won't say well aren't I the answer no Tom Brady's the answer so Brady brown noser aren't you Yep, I am. Uh, I'm going to say 31-41 to the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a, a high score. Really? It's going to be a bonkers game of football. It's I, going to be mad. I've just noticed on the show notes, I put my prediction down and I put it the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> See, Brad actually prepares for this podcast and writes his prediction. I just make it up on the... On the, on the yeah, he's making it up on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. It was the professional one, Tom. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I've gone for Chiefs thirty-one, uh, Raiders twenty-seven. I've gone for another another tight affair, which I really I'm not looking forward to this game. I'll be honest, I'm not looking forward to this game because because of everything we've said in the show so far that it's it's the Raiders. They've got nothing to play for. It's just them causing chaos, just for yeah. chaos' sake, you know. So um, I think pride's at stake for them as well. But I think they want to they want to kind of cement the fact that Stidham is the answer. And I think uh, I think they're going to go all out on this, and they're going to go for fourth downs every single time, and we're just going to hate it. So, a couple of quick questions before we go off the AFC playoffs. Obviously, the one-two-three seed, we don't know how that's going to fall, but how's the rest of it going to fall? I think Jacksonville will beat the Titans because the Titans are terrible. Yeah, I think the Chargers will probably end up the fifth seed. Then. You can say that the Ravens are going to be the sixth seed. Who's going to be the seventh seed? Is it going to be the Dolphins? Is it going to be the Patriots? Is it going to be the Jets? Do you know what? No, I'm not gonna... Jets. Is it going to be the Dolphins, the Patriots, or the Steelers? Who's it going to be? But imagine if the Steelers say... backdoor it into the playoffs again. I'm going to say the Dolphins miss out. The Patriots get in. What, beat the Bills? Yeah. Okay. I really do. Um, I, I've, I just feel that. The Patriots are on a bit of a, a bit of a high at the minute, and obviously, you know, we know what everything that's going on at the moment with the Bills, and and you know, depending on how the players can kind of cope with that at the minute, I don't know. I it just, it just might be too much for them at the moment. It, it, I think it all depends really on the situation at, at hand at the minute and how. If, if Hamlin's getting better, then great. You know, I think the I think the Bills players are going to be all for it, and we're going to want they're going to want to win for him. Um, but I don't know. I just think I just feel like the Patriots are on a bit of a high at the minute. Uh, they're on a bit of a trajectory, and I think uh, I think they might do it. They might snatch it. And again, the Dolphins are going to miss out, which is crazy to think when you think the Dolphins were like eight and three, mad. And then they they're what eight and eight now, and they could they could have a losing season. Yeah. What on earth? Unlucky Tyreek. At least he got twenty five million dollars. 
You think he's bothered? Yeah. <laughs> it's take January off. January, <laughs> January in Florida is lovely. Work. <laughs> yeah. On. yeah. Yeah, I suppose I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It's a, yeah. it's a brilliant move for Tyree. Yeah. My hourly rate is excellent, he said to the Chiefs players. I think it's fair points on the Patriots' bills, though. It wouldn't surprise me, given, given what's all gone on. But oh, also, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if it flipped the other way as well and it, it galvanised the bills. Yeah, and, it could. Yeah. Who's going to play? If it does happen, who's going to play the bad man in terms of that? Because obviously, a lot of people are going to be rooting for the Bills after, and we've seen it ourselves. We've been the bad man in a situation mm. because when Denmark, obviously Christian Eriksen happened, Denmark were the were the team that everyone supported, and England were the team that ended up knocking out Denmark yeah. in that tournament, and everyone was like, oh, "I hate England for this." The Chiefs might end up having to play that bad man themselves and being the the villain yeah. of the story once again for the Buffalo Bills. Which yeah, is- it's. Yeah, it it. I mean, it's a horrible situation either way, yeah. isn't it? But um, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 see how it goes. I mean, it's it's yeah. an exciting time over the weekend of, of of games to watch. Um, however, it may play out. Who knows what's going to happen? But uh, like we said, the first, the main focus is get Hamlin back, get him, you know, healthy again, and uh, you know, yeah, send him all the best wishes. Absolutely. Right, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, again, thank you to those who submitted reviews. Uh, giving the shout-outs to Tom and I recently, we, it really puts a smile on our face as well, we're reading them. Um, so please keep them coming. Um, if, you, if you want to leave a review, just leave it on Apple Podcasts, uh, and we'll read them from there. So uh, stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more of your favourite podcasts. And when you get a minute, head over to our website, www arrowheadpride.com for more in-depth news and articles on your beloved Chiefs. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.